1: what's going on people welcome to the house and grouse show as usual i'm your host Jake painting creator of the house and grouse timbles newsletter and this podcast is proudly brought to you by canis Supers and sb nation we are back today with another house and grouse episode back today with cooper carlson from timbles daily as usual as is the case with all the episodes i do with cooper he will be leading the conversation for his youtube channel again Timberwolves Daily, go and subscribe to that channel, hit the notifications, do all that good stuff on YouTube, and yeah, he'll be leading the conversation. We talk about Anthony Towns' injury, obviously, uh, the void that Anthony Edwards has had to step up and step into, a little bit about Jalen Noel, a little bit about Jade McDaniels, a little bit about the defense, a, a lot of everything, a kind of just a, a gaze across the Timberwolves landscape, so yeah, hopefully you enjoyed the episode, and here it is now.
0: Hello and welcome, or welcome back to Timberwolves Daily YouTube channel. We're here to talk after a win for, I think, the first time today with Jake Painting. It's gonna be fun. The last couple of conversations, while fun, have been very sad. Jake, how are you, man? Shout yourself out. What do you do? How's this season been treating you?
1: Uh, I'm good. Obviously, if you've listened, you know, listened to this, this show before, watch this show with me, I am from House & creator of House & Browse, um, Timberwood's newsletter, so you can go check that out at houseandbrowse.substack.com or kind of follow me on Twitter, Jake Painting. Um, I am feeling like this season's already been 75 games long and that we're only in the in the 22nd game, 23rd game coming up, so I am feeling a little bit drained just by the season as a whole already. It's been a pretty... Uh, up and down and the downs have been really low and the highs have been really high so uh, yeah, a little bit drained but definitely not too drained uh, to talk about the Wolves with you obviously and that game against Memphis is a, a good way to perk perk the season back up so I'm excited.
0: Yeah yeah Memphis this Memphis game was maybe the third or fourth where I've gone that's the turnaround now yeah. we've hit our stride <laughs> here we go watch out NBA so
1: <laughs> the, problem hoping... the, rest of the... the problem is the rest of them haven't you know, exactly, yep. up an actual
0: turnaround. it's been, I think, game like five versus the Lakers, the Pacers won a few couple weeks ago now, now this one. And I'm hoping, third time's the charm, the turnaround is here, with the big elephant, the seven-foot elephant in the room being Carl Anthony Towns, injured. And when Cat went down, he was, it was versus a couple games ago either way, and he pulled the hamstring or the calf, pretty much the leg, and it was just kind of up in the air. Was he going to be out the game, weeks, months, year? Came out later on four to six weeks for Carl Anthony Towns. And honestly, there wasn't a lot of like panic on Wolves' Twitter sphere. It was more of like, okay, interesting. Which was, uh, we've, was been work,
1: we've been yeah, through We've been through worse than a six-week Carl Anthony you know? Yeah, it, We're like scarred <laughs> to the point of no return.
0: Yeah, we all have the mindset where we had the mindset at the time of like, okay, let's see what this looks like then. And game one came around. And the Wolves legitimately had more fight, more professionalism, more just composure and will to win than I think we've seen in almost any other game this year. It's a small sample size. One game sample size. We have a 22 or so game sample size with Cat. Things are weird. People are wanting, you know, it's hashtag trade Cat already, but I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely not there. But we'll see. I mean, I, it's, I don't really want to say what are your thoughts on that because obviously you're not trying to trade Cat, but like... Your thoughts on just the team performance against the Grizzlies, and is there any indictment on Carl Anthony Towns from that game?
1: Oh, man. It's such a loaded question. I know. Uh, I, have to ch- so... I don't
0: know how to even get it out. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. because it's, it's the obvious thing to point out, first of all, is that it was one game. Uh, they still had a lot of the same problems in terms of shooting the ball. They had, they turned the ball over a lot, although not as many times as Memphis. And they still had spells, you know, in the second quarter where things looked like they could fall apart at any moment. That being said, um, they looked better for longer than they have in pretty much any other game outside of maybe that Indiana Pacers game. So the question needs to be asked. Like you said, like there's no point. We can't sidestep around the question. And I think for me, the answer is obviously wait and see. The, the the definites here are that the Wolves play better without two bigs. That's been the case all season, even when they're both playing and one of them is on the bench. And that's an indictment that's on the terrible. Tra- on, yeah <laughs> that, yeah. That's an indictment on the trade as a whole. And that's a, a whole other conversation probably, but in terms of Candy Towns missing, I think you you miss some offense which you need to then replace with the obvious in Anthony Edwards, but you're going, to, you're going to need more from D'Angelo Russell. You're going to need more from Jalen Noel, who is obviously awesome. Uh, that's a big chasm in the middle of that that starting unit or just the team as a whole offensively. But the one thing that I'm almost definite on, and it, and it has to do with the two bigs as well, is they're, they're better defensively when Carl isn't playing. And I don't think that we're naive enough at this point in his career to just pretend like That isn't the case. (laughs) Like, he isn't a good defender. He's been even worse this season at the four. He was good last season in the high wall scheme, but he was, a lot of that was covered up by the fact that he had like three, at least three really, really energetic guys around him at all times, covering the backside, making, flying for rotations. And Towns was really just asked to step up above the level of the screen, trap or contain the ball handler with someone else. Helping him, and then get back to the role man at a leisurely pace because Vando or Pat Bev or Jade McDaniel's was probably going to cover that role man until he got back there. So that was a smoke and mirror straight scheme in in general. And now playing the four, a new position. There's no smoke and mirrors anymore. It's just a mirror of him looking at himself <laughs> and 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 seeing what he is. And that is, and he's not a good defender. And this team will be better. Defensively, whether it's schematically with Gobert and drop or just in general because Towns isn't out there, they will be better. And Kyle Anderson, I mean, I, I've, I've lasted six minutes before bringing up <laughs>
0: Kyle Anderson,
1: but like he's a really good defender and a really good fit next to Gobert as long as he can hit like one or two threes a game. And he hit two against Memphis and he's been knocking them down all season. So Long, my, that was a long-winded answer, but I do think that offensively, there's a hole that needs to be filled, and I'm not sure every game they'll be able to fill it. And defensively, I think they'll be better in general, because I think they're better without towns on the floor defensively, and I think he's gotten worse. This, I think this is his worst defensive season of his career to date. So, I mean, that's, that's my answer is it's still muddied waters, but there's a real, there's real benefits, and there's real, um, are consequences to him not being out
0: there absolutely absolutely like this isn't just cat's bad or anything of course yeah it's, it's so nuanced right it, it, it's, it's a very tough conversation and honestly the first thing you said is probably like it's a horror movie title the wolves are bad with two bigs like jesus man <laughs> you yeah, traded yeah. for <laughs> are you kidding me but like you're right but either way cat being out like you mentioned all the on the court stuff offense will take a hit they're going to need guys to step up Defensively, they're going to be. War- I mean, they're going to be better without Cat, especially on the floor. But then it's there's a lot of conversation about how hard they played and just how professional they looked and the culture that was there and Mem- against Memphis and a lot's drawn back to all the knocks on Carl Anthony Towns for being not the leader that most would want and just you know the the foul trouble stuff. And to me, this has been Cat's best year in terms of like being a leader and limiting the antics, the cat-isms, or just the, you know, the, the just the,
1: the, the stray voltage, yeah,
0: <laughs> the stray voltage cat I mean,
1: I'm, I'm stealing cat-isms, for so cool. sure.
0: <laughs> anyway, I thought it's, it's been probably the best year, but there's still games, or stretches of games, where the team just is genuinely painful to watch, and I'm like, I have to go live after this stupid game, <laughs> they're down 40 to the Raptors, and it's like, that team was not the team we saw against Memphis. And yes, they've shown up in other periods of the season against, you know, the Pacers or Lakers or whatever in big moments. And maybe this was just Memphis showing up. Maybe tomorrow against OKC, the day this is published, they'll come out and look like that team again. But after one game, the culture questions come back about Carl Anthony Towns and how could they not? This team showed more life and looked more fun than they have all season. And that's kind of my thing. My whole thing is like, yes, Cat's a phenomenal basketball player, phenomenal ba- basketball talent. But at some point, I don't know, like, of the quad of Finch, Gobert, Towns, D'Lo, like, it's they're not all going to be around forever. And you can't trade Towns this season because of the contract and all that. But, like, if the Wolves play with just unreal... it's It's so... You can't even like track it with stats, but just the heart they play with will be big without Cat for these next four to six weeks, and then reinserting him, seeing where it goes from there. I'm really intrigued by all the off the court stuff, or I guess the non statistical stuff, almost as much as I am by the offensive defensive side of it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, you can't track it
0: right statistically,
1: it's t- but, but it's, it's the a eye feeling test. that I think. Uh, yeah, it's a feeling that I think kind of reverberates around the entire fan base is that he he has this anxious energy on the court. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, when you look around the league at the best teams and the best players on those teams, you know, Jason Tatum doesn't have an anxious energy on the court. Steph Curry certainly doesn't. Luka Doncic occasionally, but he's so freaking good that it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> they're, they're, when you need, when you need somebody to step up, I don't trust Carl Anthony Towns to be the guy who steps up. And I don't want to bash Carl Anthony Towns right. he does a lot of great things. But the, I think the problem with him, and maybe, I mean, like you said, we need to see a bigger sample size before we can make these sweeping declarations. But the problem that we didn't see the other night that we've seen for two, three, four, five seasons is that the gap between his great skills and his, really, his ones that really hurt the team are so wide <laughs> that. Like, if, depending on what one you get is depending on how impactful he is and it, how impressive the team is. Like, I, I was just looking it up then while you were talking. Like, he shot 25% in the clutch this season, can't he And I, I know that clutch scoring is a, uh, you know, pretty... It's
0: the best we got.
1: Yeah, it's the best we got. It's not the, it's not the way you can define <laughs> right. a leader. But at the end of the day, the, when when this team is, say, it's three points with two minutes left, I don't think there's many fans in the fan base that would say, just give the ball to Cat and let him shoot the next ten shots until this game is over. And that's an indictment on him as a leader. Not as a player, because not every player in the league can shoot ten clutch shots and be trusted to be the guy who wins the game. The problem is that the franchise has geared themselves toward that. Like, that he has to be that guy. And now you're in the situation where it's kind of like, well, we're leaning into this this Carlton Towns as the absolute base of the franchise when maybe we should be leaning into Anthony Edwards more or decreasing Carlton Towns' role and trying to maximize the team as a whole. And I don't know, it's a tough place to be because Cat can still be so good as a second or third option. But at the moment, he's treated like a leader. He wants to play like a leader, which is fine. Like you want every good player to want to be that guy, but we've just had ample sample size of him not being that guy. And now he's gone and that vacuum, that power vacuum that he's taking too much of is being filled by Anthony Edwards. who I think clearly has that gene in him to be that guy, although he is too inconsistent as a performer. And so there's just like a disconnect here with me you know, with the fan base, with the team, on what path they should be taking going forward from a leadership perspective. And, and right now, they're being forced to lean into Ant. And maybe this will be the month or six weeks that kind of cements that that is the option to take, the route to take.
0: Right. Let me Here, I'll throw this one at you. How many times have we seen Carl Anthony Towns do what Ant did last night? Or ant, I mean that you can. I, I
1: literally right. thought about this today <laughs> while I was at work, wishing I was sitting on the couch. I was <laughs> just thinking about this podcast, and I knew we'd be talking about something along these lines. Mm-hmm. And I just cannot remember a time where a game was in the balance, and that and Cats had big fourth quarters. He's had big second halves before, but where the entire narrative after the game was that Anthony Towns just rip this game away from mem- the Memphis Grizzlies or from any other team like that's just not his style and it shouldn't have to be his style but again this franchise has made it have to be his style for too long now and now we're seeing at least in a one tiny one game sample size we're seeing what it looks like without all that pressure on his shoulders
0: yeah I think Cat can excel as the even like the 1b because right now it's yeah Ant settling in as the 1b or like 2 but Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it from Ant. It's not just a go out and score in the fourth quarter. It's a mental thing. Screaming at Dylan Brooks, getting the crowd all hyped Mm -hmm. up, like, just exuding confidence. That's not Cat. Cat can be the best scorer, like, ever, but it just, he's not the guy to just put the team on his back and just confidently go win a game. And that's okay. Like, that's the expectation for 1% of players in the league. This is not critiquing, this is not, like, criticizing Cat or anything. It's like. He can't be a top five player in the league. Like, that's fine. That's just yeah, how some yeah. players are. And that's how most players are. Like, Kat's still exceptional at what he does well. It's just probably time in this four to six weeks that Anthony Edwards really transitions into being that face of the franchise guy. And we're, we're kind of seeing it. And it to me, this was posed to me in like, like one of the comment sections. How many superstars? Like, we wanted Ant to take that year three leap, and we're starting to see it a little. But... How many guys that take that leap have been the B on their team? Like, not many, right? Yeah. John Morant, Jason Tatum, and Tindham, how many like, of
1: and how many yeah. of them have a team that's expected to win fifty three games? You know, before the season, like it's I uh, the year three leap thing kind of bothers me just because one, I think it's uh, it's a little overblown that all of these guys just became superstars in year three. Like, they, every, they all got better, and I don't think Anthony Edwards is definitively had a better season than last season. I, I think probably in some areas he has, in some areas he hasn't. But, like, to expect a Ja Morant leap, which is the name that always gets thrown around, the Ja Morant third-year leap, like, Ja went from averaging, like, 19 points a game to being an MVP candidate. Like, that's the expect, that expectation is super ridiculous, you know, like, and that doesn't mean Anthony Edwards shouldn't have massive expectations because he's got the talent to, to fulfill them. But I just think that, like you said, he's not he hasn't really been put in the situation where he can go and shoot 25 shots in a game on the nights where he doesn't have it. Like, Donovan Mitchell was allowed to shoot 25 shots a game from year two. And Rudy Gobert was his second best player. And we now know that Gobert isn't the kind of guy who's going to, going to cannibalize an offense. And... Uh, Tatum the same thing. Like he had Brown next to him, but Brown was still growing at that time as well. The Celtics had a few down years in that in Tatum's first few seasons. Like these guys have had the room to make the mistakes and to grow still into their third year, and had that room in his first season. He had a little bit less of that room last season, and this season he pretty much has no room at no, all. No. no, and especially like, now. Whole fret- this whole franchise—that should be their motto, like their hashtag on Twitter—is that they have no room Vera, <laughs> and you know it's just it's it's hard. And I don't want to be making excuses for Ant not bringing it every night because I think that's the baseline of you know what we should expect is competitiveness <laughs> every single game. But I just think that he, he's the judge, the judgment that he receives this season because of what the franchise has done in the off season and because of the situation he's in with Cat as one A usually. It just it's a hard place to all of a sudden go on average twenty eight and eight twenty eight seven seven. Like and but now is his time to do it. So I guess now is the time where that either proves correct what I'm saying or um it does sound like I'm just making excuses.
0: Right. And that's the biggest storyline of this whole thing. Like I mean it was again when cat went down it wasn't like panic button. It was more like huh Let's see Anthony Edwards (laughs) then. Okay. Well, it had just
1: been so shit that like (laughs) we were ready for any change.
0: (laughs) I mean, absolutely, it was it was horrendous. It was not fun to watch. It was just bad. It was a lot of just like really eight years of this. Like it was it was bad. We were in a bad. I was in a bad spot. We all were. But then, I mean, again, game one and this biggest storyline of the whole thing is Anthony Edwards. He's going to be able to just basically take over, like. Him and Rudy Gobert are now the two best players. Like Delo is still gonna get his. Noel is gonna get fifteen to forty five shots a game. Still like they're all gonna be. There's still guys here, but Ant is now the clear and away number one player. And I think him and Rudy are actually building some chemistry here. As much as they may hate each other, if you go on, if you Google Anthony and Rudy Gobert, they do hate each other according to many people. It's the Kevin O'Connor God. time continuum. It's the agenda, yeah. But <laughs> hey, just for, just for that, Ant did post on Instagram today that assists to Rudy Gobert, so maybe they like each other just a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm into that stuff, but that's good. I mean, I think they're building chemistry. I think they... this whole team, really. And that's good. It's been... I mean, we're at the 20-game sample size that everyone throws out, which is valid. You gotta wait 20 games before you really see what a team's all about. And we're kind of getting the new version of the team now, of course, but to me, Anthony Edwards, coming into his own as a leader and with, like, just building chemistry with the guys on the team, D'Angelo Russell, Rudy Gobert, I like a lot more of what I'm seeing just in terms of his own play, but also just the guys around him playing with Anthony Edwards and just, you get what I'm saying? Like, your thoughts yeah. on all that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to quantify leadership exactly. in one specific, you know, sentence or statistic, but you can feel it. You can feel it when you watch it. And that game last night or not four I don't know, I'm losing track of days in this wolf Couple season. Days, yeah. But yeah, um that game was it was the kind of game that it just felt different. Like that fourth quarter, but even throughout the game it was it was the blocks, the rotations, you know, the, the, the pre rotations on defense where he's a you know, he's two passes away and he's already moving to stop a guy at the rim who hasn't even Thought about getting there yet himself like that stuff I've never seen him do, and whether that was just because he loves playing against Memphis and right you know he knows that the the spotlight is on him in those games and on Jar as as a kind of two man um, rivalry, but that's something that even in big games I haven't seen even last season in the playoffs where he was awesome he wasn't doing the stuff that he was doing last night defensively um, two nights ago so I'm just going to keep saying last <laughs> night and pretend that, that it was. Um, and it was just, it just felt different. It felt like he understood the assignment, you know, like that he had been told before the game that we are going to lose every game unless you are the Anthony Edwards that we all think you can be. And whether he can do that against Oklahoma City on, you know, a Saturday night, a sleepy Saturday night, like is is he going to be able to bring that same rambunctious energy to the to a game? I'm not sure. And that's the difference right there, because we've seen him have... I don't know if we've ever seen him have a better regular season game.
0: Yeah, Chris Finch said the same thing.
1: But we've seen him have great games. Like, we've seen him drag the team to wins. I remember, this is probably a random one, but like I remember last season against Portland, in Portland, I think he might have had... He had over 40, and it was just one of those... That was the game that just sticks in my mind, where I was like, like. This guy is the leader, even if he's not ready to be it yet. Like because no one else on this team can do what he did in that game, and that wasn't even as as close to as um impressive as as this game, but he just took over and all night he was aggressive and he was, you know, just every time Portland made a run, he would hit a three or he would get a dunk and it yeah. just it was That's one the, of those nights where he had the
0: end one three, I think, in that game, right? If I remember yes, correctly, yeah, yes electric, did. yeah, yep.
1: and and they were they were running offense through him. He had he had forty points, nine rebounds, three steals, and three blocks. So just a like a casual night on the town, <laughs> uh, <in Portland. laughs> um, but it was it was similar to that game where it was the defense. It was just everything, and last night was like a step above that. Even if he didn't have a forty burger, but. I don't know. I, I like I said. I don't know how to quantify it, but you could see it. I could see it. Everyone watching it could mm-hmm. see it and feel it. That if this is the Anthony Edwards we get every night, then this whole direction of the franchise changes. It doesn't matter about the two bigs or how Gobert and Cat fit. Like all of that will fall into place if Anthony Edwards is that good every game.
0: Yeah, I bet. I, I bet he knew our good friend Kyle Teague was in a, attendance that night. I bet that's what it was out in Portland. <laughs> yeah, yeah there must yeah, be. That it. Was a,
1: <laughs> That'll henceforth be known as the Kyle target yeah.
0: night. Yeah, it's good stuff. But you're absolutely right. It's just... It's it's not... It, you can't quantify it. And I wish I could, because I love statistics. But man, it's just about what you yeah. see with the eye test. It's tough, man. Because it's... In all the sports... It's the Kirk Cousins theory, if you follow the Vikings at all. But better out of this year. Either way, you're absolutely right. Anthony Edwards, just really on a new level. And for what it's worth, like I was watching that... Pu- The Wolves are funny because they put out a five minute little mini movie about the Grizzlies regular season game, which I thought was good. I (laughs) know. But either way, at the end, Ant was. It was was good
1: good to watch, but it was cringy as well. It
0: was. The first comment was like, are you kidding me? But like, (laughs) (laughs) shit. Either way, Ant at the end was like, telling the whole team, hey, if we bring this energy every night, no one can stop us. And he was like, hey, man. Just like, you're like, you're the energy guy. Like, that's you. But, uh, yeah. Tomorrow night against yeah. OKC, you
1: could you could almost hear everyone else's thoughts.
0: Yeah, know, just, just like thinking dude, like, dude, yeah, you team, need to man. bring the energy yeah. Every night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Tomorrow night against OKC, however he comes out, I think will be it'll be really important just to see the team as well. Saturday night, OKC, they suck. Like they're not good. You gotta win that game, and you gotta win it pretty yeah. pretty good. It can Like the Miami Heat game was a lot of fun, but one hundred five to one hundred one against a lot of terrible players was really it's a strange game. Either way, yeah. yeah.
1: I think the best way to, like, stamp this new, you know, mantra or whatever this new kind of Wolves is with Cat out is to, like, come out and win by 25.
0: Right, yep.
1: Like, then there's no other excuses. There's no, oh, well, you know, they only just scraped over the line or they didn't shoot well from three. There's nothing that you can point to to be, like, this is unsustainable. If they go out there and they just hammer OKC, then you, we can probably sit back down again and say, "All right, like this is something different now."
0: Yeah, that, I mean that's a good point because again, the my the heat game just sticks out to me because it was like the mid third quarter and they were losing by ten, and Jordan McLaughlin was like, "I am Steph Curry," and that was a strange game. Either way, yeah, <laughs> we got that was the yeah. that was
1: the boo gate, wasn't it? That was the start I, of. Boo I game, think it was. Went, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Re- yeah. Thirty seconds. You like the booing, or you not like the booing?
1: Um, oh, I. I, this is rattle. This will rattle some feathers no matter what way I answer. Um, <laughs> I don't like the booing. I don't think. It, I don't think it works, and that's my problem with it. If it worked, if they played better every time they booed, Fair. then I would understand the booing. But they seem to. This team is not mentally strong enough to handle their own home <laughs> crowd turning on them. I also yeah. want to say that if you pay for a game, you can do whatever the hell you want. Like yeah, if you pay to thing. go and watch the Timbulls be garbage, then you can tell them that they're garbage as loud as you want. But I also don't think, I think, but I think if the point of going to the game is to help them win, then I wouldn't boo because it doesn't help.
0: Yeah, but I guess it gets to a point down 40, you're not, you know, whatever you do isn't going to help them win, so I'm just, I get it if you're, you're probably two beers in as well, You're just like, come on, guys, you're booing, like, I get it. I do. I don't, I don't have an issue with the booing, but we'll move on right now because my God, I think me and Kyle literally talked about booing for 20 minutes. It was, it was interesting, but we'll move on. Like I keep saying, let's talk about the, the young guys, namely, uh, Wendell Moore Jr., who I know it's, that's, that's about as exciting as topic as it gets. I made a whole video on him today. Everyone go check that out. It was a lot of fun. Wendell Moore Jr. I bet you
1: didn't expect to be doing that 22 games in the <laughs>
0: i love okay because you got to like title him good too so i'm like wendell moore jr is exactly what the timberwolves need or something <laughs> I don't <even> know,
1: <laughs> just for him to not play again it's right he,
0: yeah yeah it's, <laughs> either way got his first career start it was weird because it was announced like and starting Jalen noel d lo and anderson we were like okay Jalen noel is getting the start and then they were like update not only is Jalen noel not starting it's the guy who hasn't gotten any rotational minutes this year, Wendell Moore Jr. Thrown into the starting lineup, and I think Finch pushed pushed exactly the right button there. Wendell came out with just, just, he was a really solid role play. Like, statistically, he didn't light up the box score. I think he had seven points, one assist, one steal, a couple rebounds, a couple assists. But either way, I think he shot like, what, three for six or something? One, I don't remember exactly, but he had a solid night defensively, he got the Ja Morant assignment. It's not like he was just hidden in the corner. He was put into the stunning lineup because Finch wanted a player that could play defense like he was inserted for Jalen Noel. And he got the toughest assignment on defense. And he did not look over in over his head really whatsoever. He came out and really impressed me. And, you know, maybe he just goes right back to not playing with McLaughlin, Prince, McDaniels, all coming back. But it was a sign to me like maybe... I mean, again, this team has been lifeless and just painful to watch at times, and Wendell Moore Jr. was a breath of fresh air with the energy and the professionalism he came out and played with. I don't know where I'd put him in the rotation, but they got to find room for him somewhere, I think. It's just, he really impressed me. What do you think? What were your first impressions of Wendell Moore Jr.?
1: what else can you say? Like, you get thrown in the deep end, the deepest of ends. Like, really? I just, I don't, I don't even, I can't even fathom like how hard that would have been for him as a player to go from G League minutes and to guarding Jamarant And, I mean, he did as well as you could ask him to do. I think that some of the, you know, Wendell Moore is going to lock up perimeter players for the rest of his life is probably a little bit overblown but he he was good he he more than anything the feeling I got when I was watching it is that even not even knowing if he was going to start or even maybe play he just understood the game plan against Morant and I think that any player who guarded him would have the same game plan which was force him to reject screens and force him into the help which was obviously Rudy Gobert Um, and that's a good game plan because you can force people into Rudy Gobert in like that short mid-range area,
0: then you win probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, then you
1: yeah, then you beat the Grizzlies easily. Um, and you know he did really well at that. And then he he moved the ball. He moved the ball with such a big one because it's just not shouldn't be that hard to just like not dribble the ball a lot, and that seems to be a problem on this Timberwolves team. Like. But right now, they they seemed like they needed a guy who could just get off the ball quickly, move around, hunt space for shots. Even if he was wasn't going to get the ball or wasn't going to shoot those shots when he got them, it was just like get get open, get free, make someone guard you, cut, uh, move without the ball, set screens, and then when you get the ball, just give it to someone who's better than you. Yeah, get right. out of the way you like <laughs> and. That, that's a problem for, I mean going I don't want to rehash the cat stuff but like there's the old kind of stereotype of like there's too many balls out there, too many people who need the ball on the court. I do think that's true on this team and not having towns out there and replacing him pretty much with a guy who purely just wants to give the ball to someone else that really I think helps solidify the hierarchy and obviously we saw ant benefit from that we saw delo i think benefit from not having the the feeling that he has to get the ball to someone else all the time and you know try and balance that weird balance that he's been been trying to do which is like should i score should i pass do i need to just get out of the way completely should i just space the floor i think is a weird one because i'm going off on a tangent here but is weird <laughs> because for him to play his best, you kind of need to build an offense or some part of the offense around him, but he's also not good enough to do that. So, like with when he's having to be the say the second best player on the on the court, the second best offensive player, all of a sudden, I think he feels more comfortable. And Wendell Moore made that possible because he looks for D'Lo all the time. He'd move the ball up the floor quick and then just like slam on the brakes and give it to D'Lo, or he'd you know, get the ball in a pick and roll and make that one pass away to D'Lo straight away. And same goes for Ant, same goes for, you know, um Jalen Noel when he was on the court. So I just think that having a very, very low usage defender who's not Josh Akogi. Who Koke, can score, right. I was literally going yeah, to say who's yeah. not Josh <laughs> Yeah, like that's, there or even Austin Rivers has a mm-hmm. bit of that Josh Akogi feel as well, where it's oh, yeah. like, It wasn't four on five. It wasn't four on five. Like the ball doesn't get
0: in his hands and you're like, well, this one's over. It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
1: And they have to, and I think Memphis probably not even having a scouting report on Moore at all probably helped because they were a little bit like, should we go and guard him? Like, do we stay off him? Do we, you know, pressure him on the ball? Is he a great passer? Like, I think that all worked in their favor. The one time, the one three that he did hit, (laughs) Morant kind of just like scouting reported himself and just said, like, I'm not going to guard him out there. And he hit the three. And I think after that it probably helped even more to were like, we don't really know what to do with this kid because we don't know who he is. Like, <laughs> he might just be a fan that they found in the third row. Wendell like,
0: Moore? Like Yeah. Ooh, like. yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I remember that three because he got the ball and looked like he was about to pass noticed he was really wide open, dribbled once, noticed he was still really yeah. wide open, yeah. and then was like, all right, God, I'll shoot the ball, and it went in. He was like, so he was was like
1: is there someone else who can the yeah. <laughs> take this ball away from me? Yeah, and then he's like, you know, I'll just...
0: Shoot. Right, I'll just bury the shot, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But either way, like, I maybe look for his shot a bit more. But overall, I thought he played a really solid game. Again, I don't know if he fits, where he fits, when these guys return. By the way, McDaniels off of the injury report, McLaughlin questionable for tomorrow. Prince still out, but either way, guys are coming back. I'm in, uh, again. I the whole cat thing that was yesterday without Cat Prince McLaughlin and uh, McDaniel's, and there's not exactly culture questions about those other three. So I'm excited to see this team with all of its role players minus Cat to see what it looks like in full. I want to see.
1: I want to see Jaden McDaniel's man in his. <laughs> I've said it, before, I've been hammering this drum for a while now. Like I'm pretty sure Jaden McDaniel's is their most important player. And like I think, yeah. I, would, I think I would die on that hill because they suck without him. Like they would do it against Memphis, and but the two games they had Wendell. Eight, yeah, well, yeah, Wendell McDaniel's Jr. Um, <laughs> but like he's just like he might. He's a top five right this season. He's a top five defender in the entire league. Like I don't want to go too yeah. Homer here, but like he is ridiculous defensively in terms of, obviously, point of attack stuff, getting through screens, he is a rim protector somehow as well. He's even though unbelievable he to, at rim protection. He yeah, really is. even though he has to guard the best opponent's, you know, the, the opponent's best perimeter player all game, he somehow blocks heaps of shots. And, you know, if he's around the rim, people just don't score. And he's yeah. also great off the ball. When they, when they do, teams on purpose, probably for the last maybe 10 games, have like ran sets to get him away from the point of attack um and, and just have a few possessions where they don't have to deal with McDaniel's hounding the ball and then he just makes plays off the ball like he'll just get like a passing lane steal or something or like he'll come and dig into the elbow from like 45 feet away and his arm just like takes the ball away he's he i am i'm i'm going full homer on Jaden McDaniel's right now but he's ridiculous and i want to see him I, th- I mean, he should be getting the third most shots on this team, right? Maybe fourth after Noel, like, yeah, without Cat there. Like, like is there a chance that Jade McDaniels will 15 a game for this stretch? I why think not? So. Yeah. I think he's averaging maybe 11 or 12. I think for the he's season. at least up
0: to that many, yeah, for sure. So,
1: like, I don't see why he doesn't get, say, four more shots a night or five more shots a night. Mm. And, like, what if we end this Catless stretch with Jade McDaniels averaging 17 points a game, and he's one of the best defenders in the league. Like, all of a sudden, the eventual, if it is eventual, trade cat, you know, <laughs> uh, world feels a lot better when if McDaniels is like, oh, he might actually be like a 20-point, a night scorer one day and one of the best defenders in the league. Like, that's a big step from where we're at right now, but I, I honestly don't, I don't think that 15 right, to 17 points is out of the question for this month or two.
0: Yeah, and you know, I don't even think you can be a homer if you live in Australia. It's too far away. So you know, it's yeah, it's well, good. We can yeah.
1: see how you can see how bright <laughs> exactly you now. You, know, you know, I'm not in America since it's the middle of the day. It's about it's about a hundred degrees in this room that I'm in as well. Jesus. I'm <laughs> it's
0: it's actually like six degrees worse with wind here where I live. So it's a little variance up here where we got yeah, it, but that, yeah. that's good like, stuff. I'd like to oh be feeling God. some of that cold.
1: That cold. Let's right
0: trade. Now. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All right, anything else that's burning that you... By the way, D'Angelo Russell, like, discourse, it just totally escapes my mind because I hate doing it. I just can't stand it Yeah, well, we just did
1: so... We did so much of it to start the season. Exactly. But it's like, he's playing better. He just is who he is, right? Yeah. He's playing better. He's playing more... Like, him playing better is still not probably what this team needs or probably what, you know, we'd like to see from him, him every night. But he's not at the point where he cannot be on the court at all anymore and that's a plus like when he plays well you you feel his impact he's kind of got right a little bit tiny weeny little bit of that like anthony edwards like if he's playing really well he helps you win because he just like he makes big plays but it's only a tiny little weeny bit of it it's right? a tiny <laughs> tiny i, I know yeah, i know what you
0: mean yeah. though like if he's like the Cavs game or something like you even like just... even
1: um against Memphis, I thought in that fourth quarter yeah, he was I mean, really good for sure. Like, and he just he seemed like more it's been than like a gone, ten even... game
0: stretch now where he's been at least at least average to above average yeah. instead of and passing the the board, first percentile I think him and Gobert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think him and Gobert have kind of found a little bit of something. Like it doesn't seem like those two are just a chalk and cheese anymore. You know, in terms of like what they're doing. So that's a plus. He. He's probably a worry for mine. I know I get I get shit on a lot for bagging Delo, but like if Delo has to be your second best scorer, which he does at the moment, that worries me a lot because I don't know how often you can count on him to score 20, 18, 19 points a game. Um
0: those 3 for do, 18 box scores are going to hit different these next few uh, weeks.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's like that's like the opposite of post traumatic stress. That's like future <laughs> traumatic stress. <laughs> um But yeah, like but I I do I I enjoy watching delo when he's not playing terribly, which is probably the case with every fan. So like, right? You know, I don't. There's not that much to talk about with him at the moment. I think Jalen Noel is probably one we could talk about. Like, I think I heard on. Was it Flagrant House? Someone asked um, Phil and Kyle, and shout out to Flagrant House and to Phil and Kyle. Who I, I love that show. Um, that why don't we talk about Noel the way same way we talk about and and McDaniel's in terms of this team's future? And it kind of made me think, like, damn, like that's not a terrible question because there's a lot of Jalen Noel level players around the league who are considered future stars. Jordan Poole before this season probably definitely one of them. You know, like those scorers. If Jalen Noel played for the Hornets, he'd probably average twenty-three a night. Like Terry
0: and, Rozier numbers, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And maybe we wouldn't talk about him because he plays for the Hornets. But like, <laughs> like there is an argument that he is a guy who should be here in five years. You know, putting up baiting a game or something. Like, he
0: is so, so yeah. It's he's sorry, interrupt, but no, exactly, no, exactly, dude. There was like two weeks before these last couple of games where it was just he was pressing so hard and it's like he he it, bad it looked like he knew so awful. oh yeah it looked like he just knew like this is a contract year and I've got to be a scorer so I'm I'm gonna take 15 shots whether you like it or not oh 15 oh man and it was just he, like two even weeks in that, of that. Game,
1: even in that Memphis game like he was shot <laughs> he was shot chucking like they yeah. were going in but like he Like, if not you thought dry. Malik
0: Beasley was bad whoo yeah. like shit. yeah.
1: And, but he's good. Like, exactly. He's, he's good. He, yep. he's in, but he's inconsistent. But the same way with Anthony Edwards, like they need him to be consistent now because he's the guy who has to fill the town. I think that the Noel and McDaniel's combined have to replicate some of Towns' twenty-three points a night. Like you know, they have to fill that chasm, or else the Wolves are going to score one hundred nine points like they did against Memphis every game. And it's not always going to be good enough to win. And probably not 75% of the time. So, like, Noel probably has to, you know, bump it up four or five points a night. Edwards will have to do the same. McDaniels will have to do the same. d will have to. Like, there's a lot of... It's going to have to be, like, a group experiment to fill Cat's void on on offense. And for all the bagging on Cat that I did before defensively, like, he is a superb offensive player who scores a lot of points efficiently. And like, they need—they still need to find you know a way to replicate that with the group they've got now.
0: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And then, like you mentioned, all those guys—someone who might be looked at that has to take a step offensively, like Rudy Gobert. But to me, I—I I, I don't, I don't want know. him to. Yeah, exactly. I, just, I don't want him to <laughs> <As> have <laughs> the ball, man. <laughs> as much as the and wolves that, are like, we've got to do this. It's no, please no, don't. He, he'll.
1: He'll just find, like, 12 points a night right? by the ball just coming to him, or, like, pick and roll is fine, you know, if it's a lob dunk, or if he doesn't have to dribble or take any sort of euro step or spin or anything (laughs) like that, but, like, he'll find 12 points a night in the offense on, like, seven shots, and that's fine with me.
0: Dude, Rudy Gobert, he's gotten under my skin a couple times this year because he will call for the ball like no one else, and then Dila will throw him the most beautiful lob you've ever seen, and they'll just, like, slip out of his hands. It's like, dude! You gotta catch it if you're gonna be this, like... Or he'll, or he'll deep seal
1: and <sighs> wave his arms around, like, and it's, like, touching either baseline, either sideline, because his arms are so <laughs> yeah. big, and they'll throw it to him, and it's just like he did not want the ball at all. Like, when he gets it, he's it just was, like, like, I don't know off what to do Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I do not know what to do with this thing. Like, just turn around and dunk it, dude.
0: Dude, his Euro steps, like, he doesn't go forward, he just goes, like, horizontally, and then puts up the worst-looking <laughs> shot you ever... Like, he's really good at what he does. Like, he's elite the at what really he does. I actually really like him.
1: Yeah, I really like too. him like, too. I really like him, man. Me I, too. But he's Stop one of those trying to make it happen. Where, yeah. He's one of those players that, like, in a very different way to Towns, where it's like, yes, we all understand that he's really good, but he's also, like, the most frustrating player to watch because <laughs> when things go bad, they go so badly for him. Oh, and, like, God. just more often than not, this season compared to the rest of his career, they have been going bad, but he's the one that we didn't really, we never really touched on and like, we don't know yet, but he's the guy that like, maybe he's just really good again without sounds, Right. And I don't really I think good they'll really just play
0: more to what he wants to do. Like he mentioned himself, like they're going to do a lot more spread, pick and roll and just the coverage. he. W- they're not going to be playing two defensive coverages out there at times. Like I think it's going to be great for Rudy. And again, holy crap, that's a terrible indictment on the trade, but yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Everything I mean,
0: circles back to that, but hey, that we're at where we are at right now. That's what we got to look at it as.
1: Yeah, so. I want to see them win a bunch of games. Obviously, with with towns out, like I want to see them win a bunch of games when Towns isn't out. But like, man, it's going to be some awkward and weird conversations <laughs> if they if they go like fifteen and five, and Cat comes back. Like, oh, it's going to be toxic. <laughs> gonna, there's going to be some toxicity in there <laughs> along with those wins because yeah, this, this franchise still needs to figure out the Towns and Go Bear thing above all else. So, you know, or throw in Ant. The Towns, Go Bear and Ant thing, that's, I think, how it should be mm-hmm. put because they're all tied to each other now. So hopefully they win games and then hopefully Cat comes back and they keep winning games. But, Dude, you know. Yeah,
0: absolutely. It's, as soon as the game ended, like, I've got the live chat because I do the live thing and it was just rolling yeah. in. <laughs> it, was, it was rolling oh, yeah. in, like, it was
1: the most Trade predictable them. thing ever. Oh my
0: god! I was like and trying to handle it. I knew they would win that. First of course. Game. So I'm
1: like, this is the most and wolves yeah. thing ever. to
0: do. And I'm not just coming out being like, no, no, no. Like, I get it. They look better than yeah. they ever have. Yeah. Like, I can't just be like, you're an idiot. Like, no, that would make no, me an idiot. No. So, I get it. No, I do.
1: I mean, like we said at the start of the show, this it's very loaded the question of the towns thing. But like, it would be naive of us not to. Like, at least consider the possibility that they looked really good because Cat wasn't there. Like, that they did look really good because Cat wasn't there, or at least Cat wasn't there and they looked really good. Those two <laughs> things are facts. Whether they, you know, are a correlation, we'd probably have to wait a few more games to find out. But, yeah, it would be stupid of us to just be like, "Well, oh, they would have won that game anyway. Like, because I don't I don't think they, like, I'd probably, I personally don't think they would have won that game with Talented because so I don't think they would have been good enough defensively. Now, when they yeah. lose to OKC, when they lose to OKC 135 <laughs> to, you know, 128, then I'll say mm-hmm. they probably would have won that game because Cat would have dotted them an extra 10 points, you know, like, so it's, it's for now, I'm just... What a weird
0: time to record a podcast, I'll say that, like, every yeah. opinion's like, well, I don't really know, but like... <laughs> it's,
1: it's been the whole season, though. True. I feel like all season it's just like walking on eggshells with everyone's <laughs> opinions, because we really don't know shit about this mm-hmm. team or what they look like or what whether the trade was a massive mistake or whether it just needs time or you know whether Anthony Edwards is just having a you know a slumpy kind of spell or whether Rudy Gobert and talented towns are negating him from being great <sighs> and the same goes for you know each other whether Cat Town with Gobert or, everything is just like oh, I'm not sure yet like we'll probably right. just have to wait and see like it's frustrating. It's frustrating, to be honest. Like, I'm kind of sick of it. So maybe this yeah, maybe this month or six weeks will at least give us like, yeah, we know that Cat's out and that there's this huge caveat hanging over the, the six weeks, but at least we'll get some answers to some other things, like whether Anthony Edwards can be great or Jade McDaniels can score 17 a game or <laughs> if Rudy Gobert should exclusively be playing one defensive coverage and... One offensive scheme as well, which would be spread pick and roll. So I don't know. I'm excited. I am excited for the first time in probably a week. You know, after those those three games that kind of sapped the life out of me, I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. It's a good. It's a good place to be. Well, yeah, and the amount of people that have like come to me and been like, "You changed your opinion from a few games ago," and I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm probably That's gonna me. do it again when this team yeah, lays oh, yeah. another egg. Like, <laughs> of course I like, did.
1: We live in the world where if you don't, if you just keep your opinion from game one, then you'd sound even more stupid. Like, you have to change your opinion.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's all all based on what we see, so...
1: Yeah, every game is another, you know, bit of sample size for that opinion, whatever Mm -hmm. opinion it is, so... I mean, you're doing a great job. Is that what you need to hear? Did you need you need it Yeah,
0: I need. That's stuff. actually this whole thing. I've just been fishing for you to just be like, "Hey, it's okay. You're <laughs> well, doing good." Well, it took
1: me 48 minutes, but you are doing a great job. So I appreciate no, I'm just it.
0: Kidding. No, it's, it's. I love the cut. They're great, but it's just you know. <laughs> either way. <laughs> <laughs> jake thanks for hopping on and to jake's audience because i'm on your i'm also on yours right now yes, actually, you are. so thanks thank Hello. you to everyone on my podcast right. for listening
1: obviously go and follow Tube symbols daily on youtube um subscribe what do they say hit the bell is that a thing hit the on bell I, I don't ever hit, hit, hit the, the bell, bell man what's I, the bell do it's notifi- not really... it, gives you,
0: it gives you notifications when I post a video, right. but just, like, check okay. your well, subscriber the bell. feed, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hit the bell. Smash that
0: like button, you smash know. Smash
1: it. Like, absolutely <laughs> demolish that like button. And but don't, only after you listen to it on my podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. All right, Jake. Thanks a lot, man. It's always a blast. You, I'm sure we'll do this again so, soon. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, All dude. Right.